With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. God? Yes. You brought me back? No, that was another. But now that you, Tulip O'Hare, are returning to life, I'm counting on you for something very important. Something to help me fulfill my great design. You have been chosen. Listen to me carefully, Tulip O'Hare. For I want you to get the... Welcome to Fear Me. This is Scott. And this is Stuart. Hey, welcome back to another Fear Me podcast. This is Fear Me podcast 114, I believe, Stu. Is that correct? Yes, just after lucky number 113. Exactly, exactly. And this is the season premiere of Preacher. Yeah, which actually, I don't know if we, we announced this, but we are going to do the rest of the season without Kim. Yes, that's right. For Preacher. Kim's got a bad attitude, and <laughs> we have decided that uh, we, as men in the family, cannot stand to, to have that. Yeah, so we, um, so we yeah, have cut Kim out. Yeah, we threw down the hammer and said, okay, Kim, you're out of this. We're not dealing with your shit anymore. Right. Now, of course, you do realize, everybody, that really it's the opposite. Kim has told us to, <laughs> s- to yeah. screw off, and uh, she's sick of us, and she doesn't think we do a very good job. So, we're going to go on without her. <laughs> we are going on our own. We're going rogue. We're going rogue. This show may not go well, but we're going rogue. Kim is not feeling good tonight, and unfortunately cannot be with us. Yeah, uh, and so had to last minute cut out of this one, but that's okay. We wanted to try and get something out as quickly as possible, and uh, we we're extremely excited about season three of Preacher starting. Yep, getting and, it back. And so we decided to go ahead and move forward with this one. Yeah, and you know, Stu, I think we're probably more excited about it than AMC is, considering <laughs> the shitty time zone, the time slot they've given it. And no doubt. Was that and that the was lack a, of a lot of publicity? Wasn't that surprising? They put it on after a rerun of The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you would most of the time when they bring a premiere of something out, they rerun the previous season. Yeah. So that you can review it and all. Nothing, nothing. So instead of doing a rerun of Preacher season two, they did a old rerun of Daryl episodes of it was Walking the, Dead. It was the Cell. The one yeah. that was right before this was the exactly. cell, which was... we got to get listen to Easy Street again, which yes. we were all quite thrilled about, I'm sure. Um, so I guess then, maybe try and get people to turn the TV off prior right. to Preacher coming on. <laughs> and then they shove it into the 10 o'clock slot on a Sunday night instead of the 9 o'clock slot. 
I think most shows like Arrested Development and so forth know what it means to be in the 10 o'clock slot on a Sunday night. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now, uh, that I actually enjoyed watching that uh-huh. that episode of The Walking Dead again. Oh, which I didn't watch the whole thing, but it is an annoying episode with that song. But right, it was a right. good. It was a good episode. Oh, it was a very good episode. But <laughs> but nonetheless, that's not what you do if you're putting anything no. behind this ep- this television show. Not at all. I mean, AMC pretty much you know just blew it off. I really yeah. I I'm hope disappointed that's not, in them. I hope that's not um, how they're moving forward with the show. I hope they're not kind of thinking it as like second fiddle. Oh, to they anything. are. I know. I know. I know. I just it sucks because it's actually a very good show and this episode was really good yeah uh, it was yeah. um you know it was a little different but okay mm-hmm. do should i give my opinion on yeah this Stu, okay. we're we're looking at the episode uh the first episode which is angelville yeah um what did you think of angelville i thought it was th- oh Stuart. before we do that before oh, we do shoot. that hold on okay hold on big big stop big stop Stu, what are you drinking tonight okay i've held off trying it um, not as much as I held off talking about this show so far, but <laughs> this is the Hop Shandiggity IPA Shandy from Jekyll Island Brewing, which is way too sweet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. It actually tastes like they mixed a beer with lemonade. Actually, they, yeah, it well, tastes they like they, they took lemonade and put a little beer flavor in it, gotcha. and that's it. Yeah, because yeah, a, um, a shandy is supposed to be pretty much 50-50 lemonade and Wow, it is a lot. Yeah, that's that's way too much. I do yeah, not which recommend can be good. I don't recommend the Jekyll Brewing Hop Shandy. Well, that's no. a shame. Yeah. That's a shame. Sorry about that. But if you are someone who really does like lemonade and you like a shandy, that may be something you like. Which actually the Line and Kugels, I've had a Line mm-hmm. and Kugel Shandy, which is actually yep. okay, and I went to the Braves Cincinnati game last night, and yes. the Lining the Lining Kugel brothers were throwing out the first pitch. Oh, nice! Yeah, nice. So it was a good game. It was a very good game. Yeah, we had we had a lot of fun. Took the the kids out there, and nice. We only lasted about five innings because of all the rain, as it oh, is yeah. in early summer of in Georgia. Tons mm-hmm. of thunderstorms popping up. Yeah, oh, it was awesome. It was the first game of the season for me. Nice. It's good to get out there. It's mm-hmm. a nice stadium too, right? Yeah, it's very cool. Cool. Very cool. Oh, that is way too sweet. What are you drinking? <laughs> okay, I'm drinking one out of uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, from Gizmo Brew Works, and it's called Fake News. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's hashtag Fake News. All right. And it's it's a New England style India Pale Ale, and I got it because I just couldn't resist the name. It was too funny. Uh, and the can is great. I'll post a picture of the can on our website. It's hilarious. Don't be uh, rude. Yeah, it's just, it's the, it's the, it's the, uh, <laughs> that's good. It's the Trump fake news stamp or whatever yeah. across it. Um, but I got to say, it is really good. It is a delicious beer. Fake news. I, I'm not, I'm going to say this is real news. Get him out of here. There's no fake news here. This is some good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I was real impressed. So I really do like it. They're out of Raleigh, like I said. Um, I haven't had any of their other beers, but uh, this definitely makes me want to give some of their stuff a try. Well, they're, so, their marketing got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. You got Good me thing. with the you got me with the name, but then you got me with the beer. <laughs> <laughs> so it can't be fake news. It got me twice. Grab me another fake news. 
Exactly. <laughs> what you got there? Fake news. <laughs> That's good. Well, I was yeah, I was telling you. Well, I was telling you about earlier that we had uh, Monday Night Brewing had the uh, Han Brolo, which I think we featured maybe a couple uh, podcasts back, and I don't know if they're making it anymore. That's a I shame. hope to God they are because it really it was really good. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know how time. long fake news is going to be in distribution, but. I don't either, but I might have to grab another six. <laughs> All right. Get them while you can. That's right. Okay, Stu, Angelville, what was your take? I liked I liked this one a lot. Um, you know, uh, this one, well, I was extremely excited about Preacher because one of the things with Preacher is that it is, uh, there's a lot of satire kind of mixed in mm-hmm. with a lot of the story. This one seemed a lot more serious to me, um, and uh, which I enjoyed, but it felt almost... Like it kind of deviated from what I remember about watching Preacher because it, and I don't know. I was trying to uh, pin it down because one of the things I really enjoy about watching the show is how it makes fantasy seem um, so approachable, mm-hmm. you know, like a day to day kind of thing, like how all these things aren't really that surprising that they could happen um, yeah. just in your normal life. And uh, I, so I don't, I don't really know how to explain that quite so much. But uh, with this one, it was it definitely seemed a lot more uh, realistic and serious for some mm-hmm. reason, even though some I, I shouldn't say all all of it was because, of course, dog God shows up at the end. Mm-hmm. And of course, we have purgatory that's happening at the same time. But man, the acting was really good in this. I, I The fight scenes were good, um, but uh, tulips parts were really well done i almost it was almost like you're watching a play uh which was really cool and kind of harkened back to uh when they were in hell and all those kind of players were were within that set you know yeah. um it was cool i enjoyed it very much very much i i i couldn't agree with you more um any of our listeners out there who've read anything by terry gilliam who's a author from um england who's a satirist, uh, fantasy writer, his, his writing and the, and the, the feel of this show have always been kind of writing together. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's been, it's been really good for that reason. Um, I did, I agree with you as far as this was one of the darker, more serious episodes that they've had. I, I enjoy more of the humor that they have. I mean, you know, for me, uh, characters like the two angels, that were cha- trying to find God in the voice and so forth were perfect for this show. I mean, those kind of characters I really love. There wasn't as much of that in there because you didn't, you had, you had interesting characters that I'm sure will become even more interesting as they go along, but everybody was kind of dark in this. Mm-hmm. There wasn't too much of the, there wasn't quite enough satire for me, but as you said, though, there were pieces of it, though, that that uh, I, I don't Hey, one thing. You know, you were saying you kind of compare the purgatory stuff to hell. Mm-hmm. Do you do you remember the point when Tulip is talking to young Tulip and her voice changes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you recognize yeah. that voice? Yeah. When she's oh, I didn't recognize the voice, but she said, I'm a reenactor. I work here. Right. That's the same. <laughs> that's the same voice that the jailer uses in hell. Uh, okay. Okay. Remember right. when her voice kind of changes and so yeah. forth at times? That yep. voice is the same voice that comes out. Yeah, that's funny. So, um, but yes, I um, I think that this show is getting off to a good start. Um, 
and I do think we're going to be getting back into some of those crazier characters like that. The uh, um, what are the uh, the cult that's after them? And so oh forth. yeah, the yeah the white coated cult yeah. people. Yeah, yeah we'll yeah, be yeah. seeing more of them popping in and so forth. Um, and and you know, but I did I did feel that there was some really interesting elements to this one, and you know, in general, I thought it was a good episode. Yep. It wasn't my favorite. I mean, I my problem is is when I come to expect a season premiere from this show, I'm expecting a lot. Yeah, you're expecting it to be like way, way over the top. Yeah, I mean the, the first, the very first episode had had uh, Cassidy in that fight in the airplane. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Great scene. Great scene. The second one had the come on, come on, Eileen, mm-hmm. uh, car chase, and so forth. You know, I mean, it, it's hard to beat those. Yeah. And th- this this one didn't really have that. But it got us into the mind of what kind of a story we're going to be looking at here, too. Well, and they're fo- they're focusing on a, a shocking topic with trying to bring Tulip back, and is mm-hmm. she going to be brought back? And the darkness of uh, the grandma, yeah, and, and Madame him, Langell, yeah, and him dealing with with his grandmother and and you know whatever their past is. So you're learning a good bit more about their past. It it almost felt actually it did feel like something you'd see in like the second episode. It didn't feel mm-hmm. like over-the-top craziness like you would normally expect from right. them in the first episode. You know what it also reminded me of, Stu? Especially the first part, the part where they go two years ago. Um, it reminded me so much of American Horror Story. Yes, very much so. Yeah. You know, yeah, the yeah, way yeah. that those yep. portrayed and so forth in that. And um, and uh, note to everybody at The Walking Dead, um, if you want to make a scary character, look at what they're doing with Madame Langelle. Yeah. Yep. She's scary as hell in this Well, look at the, what they're doing with the dog. Yeah. I would not go near that guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about God? Yes. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, yeah, um, and, and uh, you know, I like that you brought up uh, Terry Gilliam, because I, I think Gilliam's actually doing something new coming out soon. Uh, I can't, uh, someone was they're talking about, yeah, they're talking about making Good Omens, his book Good Omens, into a, either a series or a movie. Yeah, there are, but there are a few other... A few other things. Oh, oh, it was uh, Scary Stories. He's mm. getting ready to do Scary... Remember the, the short story yeah. book, Scary Stories? Yeah. He's oh, redoing nice. Scary Stories and like... Wow. Yeah, which would be incredible. Oh, wait a minute. You know what? I'm not saying... I, I'm saying it wrong. It's not Terry Gilliam. Terry Gilliam's from uh, Monty Python. Well, that's Neil, who I was thinking. Yeah, I'm talking about Neil Gaiman. Oh, okay. Well, I like Terry Gilliam more. Yeah, well, I, I love Terry Gilliam. Don't get me wrong, because I love Terry Gilliam. I was talking to Kim about this because uh, one of my favorite movies was Terry Gilliam's Brazil, mm-hmm. which I think is, in, and it has a lot of that grimy darkness mm-hmm. and taking things out of the normal context of what you know, like, uh, you know, the... Um, oh, that was an insane movie. Yeah, yeah, but the, the, the guy who is fighting uh, the system is a... HVAC guy that's going around and right. fixing people's air conditioning without you exactly. know, the government. And uh, so, yeah, Terry Gilliam and what was I watching the other night? Oh, um, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes. Which also has just kind of just random situations. So anyways, yeah, and I think Preacher kind of fits within all that right. stuff, like using things. Ne- Neil Gaiman, the reason I brought him up is Neil Gaiman wrote a book with Terry Pratchett, who writes the Discworld novels. Um Okay, yeah, that's was, beyond me. Yeah, but it's called Good Omens, and what it is about, it's about an angel and a, and a demon that kind of gets sick of the system as the way it is. 
So they get together and they decide they're going to stir things up. And it is wild. It is, and it is funny. It is absolutely hilarious. You know, it's kind of what was the movie? The um, la, 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 la. the movie with uh, Silent Bob, Jay and Silent Bob. Oh and, yeah, yeah, the angels that fall from heaven. Um, yeah. Shoot, what was that? Matt called? Damon and yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Anyway, that that was inspired by that too. Okay. By that Good Omens book, it gotcha. got a lot of its material from that. Anyway, so um. Let's actually talk about some of the stuff that was going on in this show. Um, so the whole, the whole beginning of the show is a look back to introduce us to Madame Langelle mm-hmm. and who she is and so forth. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, how she is um, using her, I guess, what, what her spells or whatever to try and help the community. People are coming to her, and then right. starts out with the um, the alcoholic. Was he a councilman? Yes. That came uh-huh. in, and so she cures him, and so we're, we're getting a taste of, okay, there's all yeah, these people that are coming to her for And it's hilarious, because of... she's inside doing these spells and so forth for all these different clients, and outside they're doing uh, tours of the plantation. Yes. You know, it, so they got a whole business going on there. So what I was trying to figure out was, does the is the food something she needs to actually create some of these spells? Because when she was doing that, they kept focusing on the sandwich where the crust wasn't eaten? I don't know. That's a good question. And then later on, when Jesse asked her to help out with tulip, mm-hmm. she wanted to go get food. And she was sitting there eating in the kitchen the entire time she's talking right. to Jesse. Um, to show, well, you know, I don't know. It's the South. I, 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 Food's important yeah, it could in the be. South. It could be. I thought in the second one it was more just for uh, for her to show her disinterest in what Jesse was begging her to do. Okay. Because um, he was desperately trying to get her to help with tulip. Um, so she has the power though to try mm-hmm. and help people. So that's, yes. that's kind of what they're introducing us to. And they're introducing us to, um, how, uh, Jesse's mom and you know, how she has a boy that she's trying to hide. Yes. And they're also introducing us to the fact that while, uh, Madame Longel is there helping people, she's got a very evil side to her too. Mm-hmm. And with her, you know, with, with Jesse's mom trying to keep the secret of where Jesse is, she gets pretty brutal to find out. Yeah. But she, but she always tells them first that she loves them more than anything in the world. Okay, so, one yeah, one of the questions I had was, um, so the mom is able to get away from them at some point? I mean, they're, yeah. they're nervous about her leaving, obviously, because right. she goes to try and, whatever, watch a movie or something like that, and then they beat the crap out of her for trying to right. leave. Now, didn't Jesse, he did actually grow up there. And last season, didn't we see him taking tickets? Wasn't he the kid that was taking tickets when people were yeah. arriving? Yeah, I think so you're he, right. So he actually did grow up there. So it's not yeah. like he had hmm. to escape. Maybe he had to escape at some point. But his mom and he were there together at some point, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I think the implication was is that... Because um, we always saw time... that row of trees. And he was right. sitting at the front of the row of trees and smoking or drinking when he was like eight years old yeah i think by the end of that first segment when you know when 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 the grandmother cuts open jesse's mom to get to the picture that she had swallowed um and then you know in the in her henchman uh, is it aj or cj tc excuse me tc says well can we close her up and she's like no just go put her on the machine yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so 
that tells <laughs> us, you know, and we already, like you said, we have already seen images of Jesse working there. So that tells me that she got out of the mom where Jesse is. Mm-hmm. Because and we also know that, Stu, because that we know that Jody killed the dad. Oh, Jody that's right. killed he the dad. That. Yeah, right. He yeah. killed my dad. That's right. Yeah. Remember? And that was to get to get Jesse back. But do we know anything more about that? That's I, I don't remember if, if we had heard anything about. I remember the images of when they killed Jesse's dad, but I can't remember what came of that part. Because that was, I mean, that was back at the chapel when he died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they tracked him. Jody tracked him down hmm. and then killed his dad. And then I guess dragged Jesse back to the grandmother. So Jesse grew up in on there until he left. Now, his leaving, we're not so sure about, I don't think yet, right? No. When he got away from there. No, we, yeah, we have no idea. We, I mean, there was parts where he was, wasn't he trapped in the box under the lake at some point? And they were pumping water, air into that box? Yeah, remember I think that? so. Yeah, I remember something about that. That was kind of that was kind of the first introduction of the evilness of Angelville and the grandmother. Yes. Was when they were lowering him in the box right. down right. into the lake. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So he, he evidently uh, pissed off Grandma by leaving. And as she said, leaving and letting the family rot. <laughs> I don't think it takes much to piss off Grandma. If you don't do no. exactly what she says or bring her what she wants, I think she's going to be pissed off. Well, I, I don't think it matters if you do it or not. It's Yeah, it's kind of like you, actually. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Good point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> point taken. <laughs> If but I don't no, agree no. with you, you're extremely pissed off. Oh, there is that. Okay, okay. There is that. That's so, all, that's all so I'm saying. I'm just going to give you a little warning to play nice. <laughs> and maybe we'll get through this podcast, Stuart. <laughs> we'll try. <laughs> and, Stuart, your Although job I know, is to not I know our listeners enjoy a good, a good argument every now and then, so let's get to it. Let's do it. <laughs> I, think, I think the grandmother was incredibly nice, and this is why. <laughs> yeah Yeah, i don't think there was any making her happy i mean even even her her uh even uh tc and jody didn't seem to be able to make her happy no you know yeah she's yeah she i mean everybody's fucking scared of her (laughs) so what was hey let me ask you this do you have any speculation on what was the guy that showed up in the kitchen to uh jesse's mom saying i need my i need it back oh no i don't know well uh uh they said oh put him back with the others yeah so they must have had a a series of people they had locked up i'm not sure why maybe maybe they Mm -hmm. used them for organs or something like that i don't (laughs) i have no idea i mean i'm sure we'll get an idea but i didn't know if maybe i had missed something in the past that might have uh give us a clue as to what that was about no no yeah there was it was there was a lot of a lot of little clues that were kind of um given at that that point when we're meeting yeah, we were mom. getting we were getting hit a mile a minute with uh with interesting things going on in that house yes. no doubt so we jumped to we jumped to um to present time and we find uh jesse and uh cassidy arriving at the mansion with uh the dead tulip mm-hmm. and uh, and when they get there they you know it's pretty obvious right off the bat the place has been let to let to go to ship for a long time well, it seems like it's completely empty. And then he's yes. running around mm-hmm. the place asking for grandma. No one's showing up until they get in that fight. Right. With, it was that, oh, that, yeah, it was just between the two of them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what a great fight, too. I it mean, was. 
there were actually some awesome fight scenes in this. But yeah, that was the, that started it all out. I mean, I think what was cool about it is is most of the fight you didn't see them directly anyway. You know, like yeah. the camera would be focused on Tulip, and you'd see them blurry fighting in the background, or the camera would be focused on on uh, mm. the grandmother's uh, IV bag. Yeah, right. With them, and, flying yeah, and you around. see them, yeah, blurry in the background, like yeah. outside yeah. the yeah. office. Yeah, so it was great. Yeah, I, it reminded me so much of the uh, the fight between um, Cassidy and the Saint of Killers when you saw Cassidy flying all over the through the doorway back and forth and so oh, yeah they were each they were each picking each other up and throwing them into wall <laughs> like through walls the entire time it was just like ridiculous fighting <laughs> exactly but so, it's all in the background it's like yeah yeah it doesn't matter but yeah and, but you you're, you're leading one... you're you're seeing okay well someone else is watching you know someone else is watching right. all this happening even though the place we thought was empty Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you saw yeah exactly it was also reminiscent of the fight that the angels got in where you only saw right. what the fight was through the hole in the wall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was great. Anyway, this show does a really good job of showing some pretty cool damn fights. And that was definitely one of them. They do a good job of um, messing with perspective. You know, like, you yeah. know, what, what is the mm-hmm. perspective? Who Who's watching what's happening? Yeah. You know, you're not always in that rectangle of what's happening. It's always, right. it could be happening mm-hmm. somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. And they do do a good job. I mean, again, I'm going to hark to our people, our friends over at The Walking Dead. Think about this. I mean, some of the gru- most gruesome stuff they showed in this you didn't actually see. Yeah, right. I mean, like the the when when the grandmother removed the picture from the mother's stomach. Mm-hmm. You didn't see it. You barely you got a glimpse of it at the beginning and then the next thing you know, you hear it and all that and then there's a big bloody picture and so forth in her hands. You don't have to show all the gore. It can actually be scarier to, to imagine it. And they did show him cutting up the stomach, but at the same time, you're like, well, what is that? Right. Um, but when we were watching that part, I definitely was like, the girl, the woman's not going to say, like, what she actually ate. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> at this point, exactly. like, she's, and actually, I, I don't think she even cared. At that point, the grandma was like, you know, we're cutting, her, cutting you open anyway, so I don't care. Yeah, what yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, just hold her down, boys. Just hold her down. <laughs> Now, I did love that, um, so they finally get discovered by uh, um, T.C., and, yes. um, and T.C. recognizes young Jesse, as he refers to him all the time. Little Jesse! Is that you, Jesse. little Jesse? And I love that, um, <laughs> it had two of my favorite lines from that was <laughs> when the guy, when uh, T.C. yells out, uh, look what the cat coughed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the the grandmother makes her appearance or whatever like that and you see you you saw Cassidy look up and he goes oh shite she's an attractive one <laughs> like that and then smack <laughs> DC knocks him out which was yeah was mirrored by when Tulip wakes up and she's like who are you <laughs> exactly <laughs> Uh, so anyway, we get to uh, Jesse makes his acquaintance with his grandmother, and she's not all too interested in helping him out. And no. uh, that's like you said, she decides to go get a sandwich instead. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously, um, yeah, uh, the family's thick there, and the fact that Jesse is only coming by to look for a favor is not. Um, making grandma happy at this point. It's frowned upon in that part of the world. Yeah, I would think so. It, it, it was got so bad that, um, you know, that uh, Jesse actually used that shotgun and shot up uh, T.C.'s swamp 
Consume. Oh, that's right. That was good, too. That was pretty funny. That's my swamp consomme. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, what ends up happening, though, then, is that uh, Jesse has to, he, he finally agrees to do whatever it is that she wants him to do. Whatever it is that caused him to run off. Which she does say, well, that's uh, a pretty big thing. Yes. When you say yes, whatever. Yeah, when you say you do anything, that's a pretty big thing. So we never find out what anything is at this point. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. I mean, we find out that she wants, she wants, I think, a symbol of it, his blood, because he has him uh, mm-hmm. cut his hand and, and give some blood on a napkin for her. But I don't think that, or I know that's not all she wanted. No. I think that more was a symbol that he was giving in to her. Yes. Um, and the we'll, agreement. we'll find out. Yeah, because we, we get we had that scene at the end where um, after everything's happened and Tulip's been saved and all that kind of stuff where um, she shows up to Jesse who's drinking and talks about, don't forget our deal. Yeah. And Jesse's like, well, maybe I'll just ignore it. But, uh, but yeah, he can't. He's stuck. Yeah. <laughs> he's stuck which is almost kind of scary especially mm-hmm. from a viewer because you're like god i hope he's not stuck with this woman the entire time <laughs> right exactly because that means we will be yeah exactly no <laughs> gotta get out of there dude <laughs> but but that does unleash uh our new um stage with mm-hmm. seeing where tulip actually is at this, yes. at this point so hiding um, out in purgatory yeah so we find uh purgatory where tulip is what she's being attacked? She's like stuck in an apartment with the smaller she's, version of herself. She's stuck in a sitcom. Yeah, and she yeah she's her dad's there trying to prove himself and how he right. can get a job and stuff like that. And the the mom who is a prostitute is um, getting it on in the next room. The whole yeah, time. is getting it on in the next room, but has no um, feeling that like the dad is worth anything at all. So I mean, we're well, seeing, yeah, and she pretty much exclaims that yeah he's. He's a piece of shit, and well, you as an uh, as a O'Neill, are, O'Hare, uh, O'Hare, excuse me, are the same. Yeah, you know, exactly. So, yep. so, so yeah, she, Tulip got off to a bad, bad start, and we get to see young Tulip dealing with stuff. I, I did think it was interesting when when Tulip's sitting next to her younger self, and she says, "You got to pull the slide back," and the kid yeah. cocks the gun real easy. I was like, wow, that's pretty. That's... <laughs> well, actually, yeah, when the cops finally come to her for her dad mm-hmm. and they're shooting mm-hmm. out the window and little Tulip shoots and then big Tulip goes and grabs a gun and they're all shooting out the window. But, but one thing I thought was particularly interesting is is Tulip kind of faded in and out of being Tulip and then being young Tulip. Because even, even when, um, you know, like when the father said, um, he's going to go get her some Necco wafers mm-hmm. that she wants. And the mother comes out and says, oh, he's a piece of shit. He doesn't mean anything, blah, blah, blah. And Tulip's reply was, well, he, uh, he promised. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, right. Yeah. She's, you know. Yeah. She's trying to stick up for him still. Right. And, and, and even in the end, you know, she kind of dropped into her younger self when, when, the things were going bad at the end. Mm-hmm. But she would always pop back into be regular Tulip, but she didn't have any real coherence of what her situation was. And she knew that someone was coming for her. I did think it was interesting that Child and Protective Services was death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And, uh, 
And uh, so it said, you know, and it was in essence for Tulip because, I mean, Child and Protective Services were actually, from what she talked about, was worse than it was even with her parents. Yeah. Even though she tells young Tulip, it's not, this is as worse as it, as it can get. So that did represent the worst for her. Mm-hmm. And so, so anyway, we find her, you know, in her existence in purgatory while she's waiting. That's when, when uh, we get back to Jesse and Cassidy and M- Madame Langelle. Um, she sends them on errands because she needs things for her potion to revive Tulip. Right. Yes. Yeah. So they, they agree to go try and fill her uh, basket to try and uh, revive Tulip because she's agreed to actually do it now. And um, the one item, the trance boil, um, is the one that they have to go try and talk to Jody about. Yes. So we're, that's that's where the mystery of, okay, well, who's this Jody? Because it's definitely ominous and it does not sound like a good thing to try and go get. Right. And the last time we saw Jody, the last time we saw Jody, um, he had helped beat up Jesse's mom. Oh, oh yeah, right, okay, right, right, right. So yeah, so we we didn't know what to expect from Jesse, and I don't think I don't think we knew at this point until Jesse actually says it that that Jody had killed his dad. Jody was the one who killed his dad. No, I don't think he said it until he was getting out of the truck to go confront yeah. Jody. He he said, "Well, who's this then?" Or um, Cassidy said, Cassidy well, "Who's did. this then?" Yeah, and yeah. he said, "Well, this is the guy that killed my dad." Right, right. And then Cassidy was sent off to find a shopping list of things that Tulip loves to try oh, is that to what draw it was? her back. Yeah. Ah, okay. He was okay. sent out to do that. I sort of missed that part. Okay, so that's why. Okay, so that's why he, at the end he had the song for her and all that right. kind of stuff. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes. And sense. it also was funny because he knew Tulip a little bit better than Jesse did in yes, some respects. Exactly. Yeah. And then of course the the grandmother was retrieving bits and pieces of tulip to uh use in the potion yes which was kind of gross because she ate all that um yeah but we're not going <laughs> to dwell on that <laughs> eating all the hair and stuff yeah we're going to dwell on the jody the jody okay story. so yeah so jody was um you know at the first he was like i said he was kind of ominous he was a little scary when he first confronted him and uh you know, you're a little nervous when Jesse goes up. A little up scary? Yeah. <laughs> carving he, of alligator. <laughs> yeah. Well, when he goes up and talks to him, and, and Jody's like, super cool. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, sweet. So then they go off to the apartment complex, and Jody is um, saying that he's he's not going to go all out crazy and have Jesse go up there and have him confront him. He's just going to make him a little bit mad. Right. And so he goes and confronts who seems to be their competitor. Yeah. Um, it, in the business. Evidently, there was something about hand readings or something on the yeah. door outside the office. Well, because the grandmother place. had talked talked about how Jesse was not around to help them f- defeat their competitors. Oh, because they have other competitors. I didn't pick up on that. That's yeah, right. Yeah, they have I other competitors in the area that right. do very similar things to what she's doing. Maybe not as powerful as she is, but... Uh, maybe right. they're pulling business away from the O'Hare, or not the O'Hare, from the Langelle family. Well, they were so, out of Main Street, man. They were at a motel. Yeah. So, they're doing business. So, but they have the um, trance boil that they that uh, um, Jesse needs. So Jody's mm-hmm. taking him over there to get it, and he's just going to beat the crap out of him until he gets it. 
and he's a mountain mover. Um, he goes and he's to huge. town on those guys. Yes. yes, yeah. So they all know each other, but he still beats the crap out but of them. But even guys that are bigger than him, he, he took out. Yeah. So there's something superpower about that guy. Like Jody yes. is, he's not just a big guy. No. Yeah. I mean, he Jody he picks up, up a that, car. Yeah, he picks not just a car, a, truck. a massive a, truck. <laughs> he picks up a truck. So we know there's something more to Jody than. So yeah, but he's helping him out and everything's fine. And they get back to, um, whatever the Langel place to drop mm-hmm. him off. And um, for one thing, I mean, is Jody not welcome there anymore? Like, why is he, like, don't know? Because remember, he was he was actually disconnected. St- he was actually when um, when Jesse went to find him, he was still on that land. Oh, okay. Behind really? the house is where they have a dock and so forth back there, and that's where he was working. Oh, so, all right then. Okay, so Jody so, is still part of the picture. Okay, so he goes back, and then they he's like, okay, well, the, now it's time for that whatever catching up. And yeah, they'd start right. beating the crap out of each other. And I was yeah, like, other, in other words, you got to earn this now. That was brutal. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Jesse was yeah. holding his own. He was holding his own, but then in the end, he really got his ass kicked. Yeah, he did get his ass kicked. And he then, didn't look but, that bad off, but he got his ass kicked pretty bad. But it's not like a brotherly fight and mm. or I'm going to beat the crap out of you. Jody was about to put a truck on top of him. Yeah, he was going to kill him. And by the way, that camera angle when he drops the truck mm-hmm. next to Josie, fantastic. Yes. You really felt the power of that smashing into the ground. Yeah, and he's like, we're just playing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're just horsing around. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so he gives it up to Jesse. But there's, there's more unanswered there. There's, there's, we're going to be seeing more of the Jesse-Jody issue yeah. Yeah. in the end. Because uh, that was not resolved, whatever the problem was there. I did think it was interesting when he when he first uh, met up with him, how he commented that Jesse really dressed up like his daddy, but mm, that he yeah. still looked like his mama. Yep, yep, yep. And, like, and, just like your mama. Yep, exactly. But the fact that Jesse knows he killed his dad, mm-hmm. he knows he killed his dad, and yet he's taunting Jesse by saying, you know, you dress just like your dad. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that was yeah. There's, there's, uh, and that's the thing about this this um, show is that there's like even though those evil things, evil deeds happen, these people still go back to interact with each other. Right, right. It's like I, I mean, it, it must be so much worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> if, exactly. If, if these bad things happen, that they still are able to talk to each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. Uh, or they can put up with a lot of shit. Yes. Okay, so we have Jesse and we have um, Cassidy coming back with their with their materials. So when we come back, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about the part, the point now where they're together and they're trying and they're going to revive our our good tulip. Okay. All right. So we'll Sounds be good. back in a minute. That trigger, yeah, get it done. One for the money, another for fun. A G's gotta do just what he can. Just pull that trigger, do it, man. Just pull that trigger, do it, man. Okay, everybody, we're back. So we get um, our heroes, Jesse and Cassidy, come back with their finds. Cassidy actually arrives first um, with all the goodies that. Um, 
that tulip loves, like her beer and cereal and all that good stuff that she likes. I thought there was an interesting conversation he had with um, Madame. Oh, that's, so that's when she gets the cereal. That's when she gets the blueberry cereal. cereal. Yeah. And she's eating yeah. it in her purgatory. Yeah. All the stuff uh, that Je- Cassidy brought back right. okay. is the stuff that appears to that tulip sense. in, the, in her right. purgatory dream. So, um, but I did think it was interesting that, that Madame Langelle was trying to kind of get a, uh, a little inside with, as she put him, the Irishman, mm-hmm. or Irish, that, you know, hey, you brought Jesse back to us. Whatever you need, you just have to ask. Yeah, but it was it was more in, like, not whatever he needs, but whatever he needs mm-hmm. in, in shaping Tulip. But, I no, I thought it was more just in general. I think she you was think? kind of striking a little bit of a side deal with Cassidy because she yeah, sensed something the between them. I thought the deal was kind of hinting at, like, if you want this to... Because I think she knew that that, she, that he liked Tulip. Yes. he loved yes. Tulip. Right. So I that's think what he, I was say. That she was actually kind of shaping that, like, ah, uh, if, you, I, if, you want, if you want anything, you just let me know. Now, I think it's, too, I'm, I'm looking at it as her being a manipulator. And she was well, I'm aware... Sure, I'm sure she is. I'm right, sure but what I mean is that she, she was aware that they are fighting over Tulip. Yeah. Okay? Because she saw the fight in the beginning. She heard all they had to say back and forth between uh, each other. Very true. Very true. And I think she's trying to hedge her bets a little bit with Jesse, but also to have the Irishman on the backboard in case she needs him for some reason. Mm-hmm. So she's she's kind of cozying up to him to give him reason to, to like her, in essence. So... I think that's kind of where she was coming from. She was trying to hedge her bets with that, with Cassidy, too. Yeah, I doubt she's very good at manipulating people. You don't think so? <laughs> because her house is <laughs> falling apart and no one will do her lawn? I think that's all she does. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, so Jesse comes back, and he's got the transboil with him um, after he has his little fun with Jody out in the yard. And so we get on to um, Madame getting into preparing the potion and so mm-hmm. forth. Um, she's using all the different ingredients, and she's placed all the stuff that Cassidy brought onto the coffee table there. Uh, I did I did find it intriguing that um, she mixed all of the uh, ingredients together with a uh, magic bullet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, the bullet. Actually, the veggie cutter. Yeah, I actually... T- <laughs> Said to Kim, I was like, oh, she's using the ninja or something like that. Yeah, right, it was right. Like, yeah. Think, it's something bullet. I think it's the yes, magic bullet the or magic something bullet. like yeah, that. Yeah, and she then she drank it. it all, which is yeah. like hair and like all kinds of crap in it. But. <laughs> exactly. Well, no, no, what it was, no, no, she gave it to Tulip. And Cassidy was even questioning her because it was like mercury and oh, magnesium yeah, right. and stuff like that. And he's like, well, doesn't that kill somebody? And she's like, oh, she's already dead. But when you think about it, that's mm-hmm. when when she put it in her mouth, and then she pulls the battery out. Those are the elements of a battery. Oh, Stuart, you're fantastic. That is hey, exactly sorry. right. Right. So 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 we have tulip. But she in doesn't purgatory. necessarily know what to do with it. Right. So she's in purgatory. Yep. And she's she's watching all the things. All the things went bad with her dad. Her dad's laying there dead after the gunfight. She's on the couch with with the kid, and. And we get a bang, bang, bang on the door, which is uh, uh, family protection services, family yes. and protective services. With axes. 
who are in essence the <laughs> death. And we know that's already been stated that as soon as death comes to the door and she answers it, she's gone. Yes. Yeah. So she's in she's in a lot of confusion about that. But then she turns around and she sees all of the stuff that she loves on the coffee table there. And she sees that her younger self is eating her blueberry uh, cereal. Um, and then all of a sudden she has a bowl of it, too. And that's when, like you said, she's drinking that and she pulls out and she comes up with a battery. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know what to do with the battery, but she got holds a battery. On. She holds right. on to it. So she spends a lot of time at that point going back and forth, trying to decide whether to open the door, not to open the door. Well, because it's it's mass chaos because she's got like what a helicopter flying up yep. above and they're telling her to yep. get out. She's, you know, she's in a um, hostage situation. Right. In a way it, where she's the bad person. Right. And then she sees that uh, in the real world, Cassidy put on the uh, was it Johnny Mitchell music? Yes. Um and she appears on the TV screen in Purgatory. Calm, it calms it down somewhat. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I like that too. She starts really realizing there are things around her she likes, but they're mm-hmm. confusing her. But then the phone rings, and it's Jesse talking to her, because Jesse is sitting next to her talking to her about how he can't go on without her. Uh, you know, he says something to the effect of, uh, uh, who, who, who the hell am I going to rob banks with? Yes. You know, <laughs> so she's listening to that. To hear, and she can't communicate with him, but she's listening to him, talking through that. And at that point, you said to me at one point that she was looking for time, right? Yes. Well, she needed yeah, time. The, she says, "I need, I need time, I need time." And then she looks yeah. at the cat clock on the wall and notices right. it, it's not running. Yes. So she realizes she's got the battery. She pulls it out of her bra or mm-hmm. top and mm-hmm. puts it into the clock. Because that's going to start time again so that she can come back. Yep, exactly. And then she transcends from that, and she Mm -hmm. is on the road, which is the roadway to the Langelle estate in all the trees, and Dog God is there. Yes. Dog God with his message. (laughs) Yeah. Which is, um, well, I guess the gist of it is that she asks, well, did you bring me back? And he says, no, someone else did. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but, but but now that you're coming back, I have something that I need you to do. I need you to listen very click, very closely. I right. need you to, and then we don't find out what the hell it was. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so, yeah, so God gives her a mission and sends her back. Make sure that you... And then she yeah. wakes up. Right. Exactly. She got the message. Okay. She doesn't. Know. I don't. I think maybe the implication is she doesn't know she got the message, but she got the message. Or she wakes up extremely frustrated because she's like, "God damn yeah. it! <laughs> he left me hanging. <laughs> no more milk bones for him." So yeah. So so she's back. Boom. Yeah. She's back. She's amongst the living, and uh, a little confused, but uh, but happy to see Cassidy and Jesse. No, and, but it was uh, yeah. That was cool. It was a very cool episode. Yep. Yep. And then, as we stated earlier, uh, I think the last thing that happens is Jesse is sitting in the kitchen getting drunk. Well, he he envisions he envisions uh, Tulip laying in bed next to Cassidy. So that is going to be a conflict yeah. for him. Okay, so that's going to be played out somehow. We're not sure how that will go. Um, and then the the ending is her, is him being confronted by his grandmother about mm-hmm. the fact that he made a deal with her. And he even states, you know, well, I could just 
lie and say I'm not doing it and uh and she's she says you know you can't do that and he, he's like I know so that's the end of it we know that Jesse is in for something bad yeah going forward but I mean just the simple fact that he said well you know what I could just say I'm not gonna do it right like you said but you feel like, well, that's the kind of situation these guys are into. Like, they can just screw it. Why do I have he, to listen to he's you? He's not going to do that, though. I know he's, he's not. He's not. Yeah, because, I mean, his um, there there's a morality to him that, you know, mm-hmm. he listens to uh, what he promises. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time, he knows that, that that's an option. Well, we've, con- we've been convinced time after time after time with Jesse that he's a man of his word. Yeah. Whether it works out or not, yeah. he's a man of his word. He was yeah, going like, to open that church. He did open that church. I'm going to kill you. He does kill yeah. you. Exactly. <laughs> it's not good to be a friend of Jesse's. But so, yeah, he's he's caught between a rock and a hard place now. Mm-hmm. Tulip's coming back, which I think will be interesting because uh, we don't know how God Dog is integrated into that storyline. We also don't know how much she's going to be enthralled by, by the, the grandmother. Mm-hmm. You know, there's probably a price for her to pay too, right? For being brought yep. back by the grandmother, and we don't know if uh, no one, some no kind of no one makes it out of the Langella estate without giving something up. I think. Yes, yes, we know. We know that, we know that Cassidy away. probably has got some kind of uh, reckoning coming his way by her manipulations with mm-hmm. Jesse. So, um, yeah, all that stuff will be played out in the end, and I, I got to say, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So, that being said, are you ready for hit and miss? Yes. Okay. Yes. I do believe I am ready to step into some hits and some misses. Do you have a couple hits? I have... So you can make up for Kim? I do. I have two. Okay. Okay. Yes. The My biggest hit was the initial hallway brawl between yeah. Jesse and... and uh, Cassidy? Cassidy. Um, thought it was, it was great. I love the... Uh, the viewpoint from Miss Murray in the background, those guys just throwing themselves all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, she even, I even love the way she impatiently is waiting on them by tapping on her stick or whatever, <laughs> you know, uh, like, come on boys, get it over with. Um, and also the other thing I, 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 I really liked. And, and like I said early on was the fact that the, um, the young tulip, said she the point where she says she's a reenactor and the fact that they used the voice of the jailer from before mm-hmm. um in there was a was a cool touch so it kind of ties all that stuff together because you know we got that coming down the line too yeah. we got hitler we got we got uh ass face we've got uh, all that stuff coming down the line too so we'll be able to see more of that um but yeah those are my hits i mean of course how can you beat swamp consomme mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> And, uh, you know, look what the cat brought, look what the cat caught up. Yeah. I love it. How about you? What you got? Uh, my main hit was, uh, uh, God showing up. Yeah. And especially with the fact when she said, are you God? And he said, yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was perfect because yeah. it was always like a question mark. Yes. Like so we got that out get, of the way. Yeah. So yeah, that, I like that there was some con- conclusion to that. Yep. And because it was kind of that weird part of preacher that there wasn't that much of i mean you had purgatory throughout this entire mm-hmm. thing which was its own set its own thing but um having god kind of show up there at the end that was that was pretty cool yeah yeah i yeah. agree that was very good 
How about a miss, Stu? Did you have a miss? Oh, uh, my, you know, my miss actually was that, um, and I understand this completely drove the story forward, but the fact that Cassidy all of a sudden blurted out that he slept with, uh, Tula. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. like, oh, why would you even do that at this position? Like, why, why did that have well, to be? Well, he was angry brought... at Jesse. He was I know, but why did it get, why did it get brought up at this point? Yeah. You know, so yeah. that was kind of, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a miss. I just was like, ah. I wish I wish it did not happen. It did, and it, and when with how the story ended up winding up, you know, drawing out. Of course, yes, it made sense. Obviously, yeah, it, but it, it, was know, like, it did make sense. I agree with you. I was a little bit like, oh, come on, let's not go down that road. I don't but, have a real miss for how the show was handled or anything else. I, okay. I enjoyed it very much. My my miss will probably um, be corrected really fast, but it's kind of what we talked about at the beginning. I didn't find enough of that dark humor in it that I like. Uh, the little bit of the zany story fine yeah. there. Um, like you said, with God, I wanted, I was looking for a little bit more of that stuff. Yeah. Um, there was like 10, ten of those situations in each of the last episodes of right. earlier seasons. So I have a feeling, but I have a feeling by next episode, I won't be complaining about that yeah. anymore. Yeah. So I, that, my, my, yeah, my miss is a weak miss at best. That's that's it. Well, given that um, Kim is not with us tonight, who is our usual quarterback on this point, yeah, um, we we do have a couple of listener comments we want to bring up, and um, and then we will go from there. So um, one of the comments we had was from our buddy uh, Mark Lavarnway, who said. Uh, Love the fight scenes, very well done, and hilarious. And he's absolutely right. I mean, that's the one thing this show can do is some funny-ass fight scenes. Yeah, and we actually we had some people on Twitter that were saying the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah um, that sounds... Preacher is a completely different animal than Walking Dead or Fear the Walking Dead. And mm-hmm. it's actually, when we go into actually discussing it, mm-hmm. um, it's like, man, I got to think about how do we even discuss this now? Because it's not... Right. It's not right. uh, so much the ins and outs of uh, of how it's. Well, of course, uh, fear and and the Walking Dead. I mean, we we've, we've lived it with for a long time, and Preacher is just it's completely different. And but I, but you know, and we've discussed it this season with fear. Um, how much we love the fact that they brought just a tiny touch of the of the Preacher into fear. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The cinematography and so forth, and and. And Goldberg's influence on the show has really, I think, been a complete positive to that show. And Walking Dead, Walking Dead, I'm sorry, folks. You guys, you guys have jumped the shark. You, yeah. you need to do something drastic, like bring some of this stuff in there, or you can just give it up. Well, I don't, I don't know even know if you can. I mean, Preacher is so intelligently written. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Intricately actors, plotted. Yeah, I mean, in both shows, you have you have very good actors and actresses. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the backstory to a lot of it, it's just an interesting, different world. Mm-hmm. And there's, oh, uh, it's I, bizarre. I don't, know, I don't know if there's, there's only so much you can do about the apocalypse. And this is um, a journey, you know? They're, mm-hmm. they're out there searching for something that's happening, right. and you don't know what it is. Right. And, and, and each season of Preacher has been kind of different, but it was so much interesting, so much more interesting each time. Yeah. Um, anyway. So also from Seth Tillman on Twitter, we had the pur- purgatory scene was heartbreaking. 
I can't wait to see Angelville, Grandma, hashtag TC, and especially hashtag Jody and Tulip Lives. From here we go, we had Bonjour Seth Tillman, yes! And from We Heart TWD, so good. It was so good. I started the comics after season one. I'm so glad I did. Um, so next week on Preacher, which is season three, episode two, Sons of Bitches. Uh, desperate to escape Angelville and his family, Jesse attempts to forge an unlikely alliance with a familiar adversary. But is that the grandma? No, I think it's Jody. Oh, I think it's okay. Jody. All right, okay. I, I, now, I mean, I'm totally guessing, but I, I just have a feeling he's trying to get away. And uh, well, they caught up. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it may be our our friends in their white suits. Oh uh, yeah, I think they do make an appearance. Yes, I believe yeah, so. Yeah, so so uh, yeah. There's other layers to hit us yet. There are so. many layers, many, 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 many <laughs> layers. All right, so if you would like to write us, you can reach us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at fearmepodcast and on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash fearmepodcast. You can download our episodes from your favorite podcast site and please... Please give us some reviews on iTunes. Uh, we appreciate yes. everyone that has. Yes, and especially this listening. one because we really want to rub this in Kim's face that we oh, did a yeah. good job tonight. Oh, yeah. We need some feedback right now about the fact that Kim is not here. Mm-hmm. And she's loafing. <laughs> and she could be doing so much better. And she would but, be feeling better tonight if she were on here with us doing this tonight. Well, we appreciate everybody's listening. And yes. uh, all your feedback is awesome. So please keep sending it in, and thank you for listening, and have a good night. Please watch Preacher, guys. It sounds like the AMC's trying to kill it, so watch it, and then they maybe won't be able to get away with it. It needs the audience. needs the audience. It's really good. Good night, everybody. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.